You know what it is, ladies and gents, another episode of Next Level Radio coming at you hot, heavy, and stiff with the best in business, strength and conditioning, finance, everything you can think of, bringing it to you, the listener, you, the viewer, watching my ugly ass mug on YouTube, talking to you right there. Thank you, guys. We are going to bring you the best in every sector that I know. Today, we get back to that nitty gritty. We get back to my origins actual strength and conditioning talk, talking shop, getting strong, getting fast, making better athletes. That's what we got today. First and foremost, if you were around Dickinson, if you're a listener around Dickinson, we have ramped up. We put a lot of time into our Iron Chapel summer strength and conditioning program. This thing is state of the art. You have current and former college athletes you get to learn from people that build athletes daily. And so we've put a huge emphasis on one, our programming, but two, making better humans. So we've implemented a reward curriculum and I've built this from the ground up and been able to attempt to make better humans. We want to have better athletes, but once athletics are done, it's all about making the better human. So if you were around Dickinson, check it out. We have, I think, less than or right at five spots left. So you still get a discount on pricing up to the 31st. So make sure you get it while you can. Prices have already increased. If you want or have an athlete that you want to get ready for their upcoming season, Iron Chapel on Facebook, Colby Wartman on Facebook, or coach underscore Wartman at Instagram, we'll get you rolling. We'll send you all the info. Secondly, I'm going to be pu pushing out a much more content on supplementation. I've come to the realization that if you have good sleep, if you have good hydration and you're recovering well, your diets, um, I would say above average supplementation is a way that you can get that 1% better, that 1% edge. It's the stuff that not everybody does. And if you want to be an athlete, like no, nobody else, you have to do what nobody else does. And so listeners as a podcast, get 20% off. All you have to do is go to my Instagram, click on the form, email, bang, bada, boom, 20% off medical supplementation from Nutridyne. These are the superior companies such as Thorn, Standard Process. These guys don't mess around. This is for a very specific reason, addressing the underlying issues of disease, inflammation, and having you reach your potential in performance. So 20% off Instagram, coach underscore Wartman, email, wham, bam, kabam. You got it. 20% off. So as I stated today, we're getting back to my roots. Traditional strength and conditioning talk, talk and shop, getting after it. Okay. And so today I have put out a few different um, pieces of content about the French contrast method. French contrast method takes a very higher order of understanding and knowledge of the human body, the biomechanics behind the human body, and why all that is interconnected. Instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to throw weight on a, a deadlift bar and I'm going to get stronger. Great. But the French contrast method is definitely for those advanced athletes, but can help reach that athletic potential. I have utilized this with hundreds of college athletes, hundreds of high school athletes, and I believe that it's helped set those athletes apart. I'll go over all you need to know about it. But very basically, the French contrast method can be implemented to help work on 
rate of force development, meaning you're producing maximal force in minimal amount of time and being able to change directions, be more powerful, be stronger, be able to build the integrity of that joint. And so we're going to get into that nitty gritty, ladies and gents. So buckle your seatbelt. Shit's getting Western. We're talking French contract, contrast method on Next Level Radio. Here we go. So the French contrast method, if you saw the, all the content I put out about it, I've talked about it hundreds of times. French contrast method and the origins behind that. Where the heck did the French contrast method come from? Why is it called the French contrast method? So a very famous track coach, um, Coach Cometti, was able to build this system around traditional strength and conditioning modalities, traditional strength in your plyometrics. So plyometrics, along with med balls and a lot of frontal plane work, is something that's very underutilized in traditional strength and conditioning. It's 5-3-1, the big three, bench, squat, deadlift, get heavy. And then you look at the person, they look like the, the Michelin man. They can't move. Oh, but we can, we can squat to depth. We can squat to depth. When was the last time you had to squat to full depth on a football field? So this is where, this is where it's very applicable, very transparent, and it actually has carryover into the field. So this is something you have to think about from a biomechanical state of mind. So the French contrast method, Cometti was able to combine these two traditional modalities, plyometrics and strength and conditioning, and put them together in a very coherent, efficient method. And so in strength and conditioning, there are tons of principles that can't be thrown out, tons of them. And one of those is what's called post-activation potentiation. What this means is an increase in muscle performance after a muscle contraction, okay? So all it's saying is that you can get a stronger, more powerful, maximal voluntary contraction after you have that muscle contraction. So say I am doing a heavy, heavy, heavy deadlift. That's going to take maximal voluntary contractions from my body. I have to voluntarily contract all those muscles to complete the movement. After said contraction, we're able to have an increased maximal force output from that contraction. So after we're done with that, then we need to move dynamically. This is something that's very, very important. We need to lift heavy. It's very important. I'm a huge proponent of it. But then we need to move dynamically from that position. And so post-activation potentiation is the entire roots of our French contrast method. So it's something that without it, you can't have the French contrast method. And so Coach Cometti was able to build it all around the post-activation potentiation. So very basically, again, you have to have a very high force, high um, output contraction followed by dynamic movement. And we'll get into all that for you. So using the French contrast method, using a maximal voluntary, and when I say maximal voluntary, I meaning you have to produce maximal amount of force by deadlifting the bar, squatting the bar, pulling the bar, pushing the bar, whatever it is. And so doing so can actually increase your muscle contractions so it's upregulating your central nervous system and can help you produce maximal force and minimal amount of time, increasing rate of force development. And so very basically, there has been a lot of research done 
on the French contrast method and how it applies into what we use it as today as a traditional strength and conditioning modality. And so here we have um, one of the largest studies about the French contrast method in the U.S. National Library of Medicine. So the effects of French contrast method on explosive strength and kinematic parameters of the triple jump among female college athletes. And there's male college athletes. There's all athletes. There's a lot of research on this. This is why this is a very used modality. And so I'm going to spare you all the, as they, as they explain the French contrast method, because I will be doing that for you, but let's get to the results here and what the results showed. So the results were able to show a significant increase in their jump tests, their counter movement jumps. I'll explain that their seated med ball throw triple jump distance, vertical jump distance and vertical velocity and horizontal velocity. So why does this matter? If I can jump higher, I can produce more force. I can out jump my opponent. I can produce more force in a smaller window of time. I win that matchup. Okay. So when we talk about what's the counter movement jump, counter movement jump is just when you have a counter movement to the movement, meaning you have an opposite, opposite uh, movement to the vertical jump. So if I'm doing a vertical jump, I have a down and up. So I'm going down to go up. That is our counter movement. Seated med ball throws. So we're able to sit on the ground and get uh, increased distance from using the French contrast method in this study. This helped with triple jump distance, actually measuring the tangible measurements of the triple jump in these college athletes, female college athletes. It increased our vertical jump and most importantly, the vertical velocity, so the displacement of our center of gravity. So we're able to actually displace the center of gravity more than before the French contrast method. And the same thing with horizontal. And I talk about why is vertical and horizontal force production so important. That is what sports is. Being able to move quicker than my opponent, being able to change directions quicker than my opponent, being stronger. And so this is something that's very important to being a successful athlete. And so at that point, this, this study shows all these increases in this French contrast method. And still to this day, it's very underutilized. And for a reason that I can, ex I, I can explain and I um, see why. It, this method isn't easy to implement. You need advanced athletes. You need athletes that can move well already, that can handle loads of upwards of 85 to 100% of their one rep max. And so this is something that's not easy and you can't just do it with everybody. You can't do it with middle school athletes. Okay. So from this study though, we can see that it has, it has validity. This method is valid. It can increase the parameters that we're trying to increase for performance and being a better athlete. And so this is why I've implemented it. This is why, this is some of the reasons why I have implemented it. Another reason I've implemented it is just my background. I'm very close in proximity to Coach Cal Dietz. I've been able to learn under him. I've been able to listen to him speak and listen to all of his literature, all the content he puts out, and actually reading his book, Triphasic, helped implement this French contrast method. And I'll get to how kind of he made it his own into a very efficient model. And so this is a great example. Um, and in the strength and conditioning world, people always use this example and it's a really good example, but Werner Gunthor, like you can't tell me having the last name Gunthor is not badass. 
And so he, along with his coach that is training him, used a type of French contrast method, a type of method that you're moving very fast, or excuse me, very heavy weights, and then moving very dynamically and very quickly. And in his time, he was looked at like, what in the hell are you doing? Why, why are you jumping around all nimbly, bimbly, like from tree to tree? Super troopers. Um, but he's looked at kind of as the black sheep, like, why are you doing this? Well, his results were able to show that it was very effective. So his, his best um, event would be the shot put. Um, he was able to post a 22.75 meter throw in 1988. Uh, he won three straight world championships, one European championship, and got a bronze in 1988 Summer Olympics. And so through this, his training method was very untra- not traditional. And so you look at even today, history repeats itself. Seems as like we're getting back to the big three just deadlift, squat, bench, deadlift, squat, bench, making people that look like the Michelin man and move like they've never played the sport. And so this shows why and how we can implement that French contrast method. And it's very interesting to watch. It's very fun to watch. So there he just got done with a set of lateral lunges. Now he's doing our Messiah jumps Um, So he's pulling back into dorsiflexion as he taps the toes, not letting the heels touch the ground. Okay. Very quick, very fast. Now he's back at his lateral lunge set. He's going to ditch that bar and instantly go to his jumps. This is very important. We have to do this very quickly. Post-activation potentiation allows for that window of an increased muscle contraction. So here he goes now going into those lateral jumps. One, two, one, two going as fast as he can, side to side, not allowing the heel to touch the ground. We're not trying to jump and load. This one is my favorite one. He goes into some hurdle hops and then goes up to these bleachers. So big jump, moving dynamically, getting over the hurdle, over the hurdle, and gone. This here allows him to move more dynamically, and it matches the demands of his sport. I need to produce that power very quickly, very aggressively, very violently. And then I need to reset and reload. And so we're able to match the demands, reverse engineer the demands of that sport, of that movement, and implement it into our training. So this is something that um, every, every strength coach that knows about the French contract method has seen Gunthor's training. And it's very, very impressive. And so at his time, he was ahead of his time, but looked like the black sheep, just like anything else in our world. When a new asset class comes, everybody dogs on it. Cryptocurrency is bad. Cryptocurrency is not a tangible currency. X, Y, and Z. When he was training, the French contrast, it wasn't even called the French contrast method at that time. The French contrast method, why are you jumping around? You just need to lift heavy weights. So these different, these black sheeps usually are onto something. Yes, you do have your, your your charlatans that are just out of this world. But this type of training has validity. It has validity in our realm. And so this gets us to Chaldeets. And I talked about Chaldeets and how he has dramatically changed the landscape of our culture and of our industry. And so Chaldeets has been the strength coach out of Minnesota. He's also the Olympic strength coach for hockey. And he has had some crazy, crazy 
results and some great years under his belt. He's built some amazing athletes, but it's probably one of the biggest, um, biggest contributions to strength and conditioning world would be his book of triphasic, or he has a few other ones that are coming down the pipe, but the triphasic book really puts athletics in a different frame of mind, especially for me. When I read triphasic, it really all clicked. It all made sense. And so triphasic is very simple in context, um, but very, it's very dynamic and it's, it's very dense. Okay. But the whole, the whole summary of triphasic is in everyday movement in athletics in sports, in the weight room, we're going through three types of muscle actions. These three types of muscle actions make up all human movement. No matter if you're sitting on the pot or throwing a shot put, you're going through all these different types of muscle contractions. And so very, very basically, if we go through all these different types of muscle actions on the field, why don't we train them in the weight room? In a very concentrated manner. We should really pay attention to each one of these as they pertain to our athletics. And so I want you to think about just changing directions. And this is something that I give to my athletes all the time. When I am sprinting down the field, I have now accelerated my mass. Cornerback's coming to cut me off. I need to get around him. So I'm going to accelerate. I'm going to now decelerate my weight, plant my foot, and make a cut. From there, I'm going through eccentric, isometric, concentric, just keep on going through. Well, when I go to slow down, I plant that foot. Now my muscles are getting longer. They're trying to overcome the acceleration that I've built up. As they get longer, I then get to the amortization phase. I always have trouble saying that. This is that phase in between those muscle contractions. So going from eccentric into isometric for a very small amount of time and then back into concentric. And so we're able to increase or excuse me, decrease that phase. So we are going eccentric. Then we get into the isometric and then concentrically we make our break out of the cut. So in every single movement that we do, we do train eccentrically, isometric and concentrically. So we need to match that within the weight room. And that's what the, the triphasic program does that is implemented with French contrast. And so eccentrically, we can elicit greater gains in strength through less work. So we're able to break down the muscle at a higher degree with using concentrated eccentrics. So what that would mean, say I'm doing a back squat, I'm going to have a tempo of five seconds. I need to have five seconds down, nice and slow, really controlled and smash. Then I'm going up quick. Okay. I'm trying to get up and fast as I can. Then we get into the isometric phase. Think about like joint stiffness, the integrity of that joint. So we now are able, if we work on isometrics, we can have the ability to change directions in a quicker manner. So that isometrics phase is when I'm changing from eccentric to concentric and I'm sitting in that amortization phase. Then we get into concentric. And this is what you see in every high school weight room, every college weight room across the country, moving the bar fast. So I go down, I go up fast. I'm down, I'm up fast concentrically is when the muscle is getting shorter and we're going up in most instances. And so having said that, this is, this is the whole basis of triphasic. This is why we need to train these athletes in a triphasic manner so that we can get those benefits as they change directions, as they take on a block, as they go for a layup, 
whatever it is. So better explaining the amortization phase. Oh, I got it that time. Um, is that is that split second between changing directions. So where my body is accelerating, I then decelerate and reaccelerate is that phase. Okay. So putting this into context for people that don't know what I'm talking about, this is a story of um, in Caldeet's books about two separate athletes. So you ha- he had two identical athletes. Um, one of them, Tommy, and I forgot the other guy's name. Both of these athletes, almost identical. They both could bench 365 pounds for the same amount of reps, the exact same amount of reps. Tommy, however, could throw much further than the other one. Let's just call him Joe. So Tommy's able to do the same amount of reps at 365 pounds. Joe, same amount of reps. But Tommy's able to produce more force and actually throw the shot put further. So what does this boil down to? And it's this V-shaped curve. So eccentric, eccentric, this isometric phase here, concentric. So all Tommy was able to do, he wasn't stronger per se. He was able to absorb force and reaccelerate it quicker than Joe. That's all it comes down to. So he was able on the bench press, down, 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 smash. He's up. He's gone. Joe, down, 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 down. A little bit of a lull, then up fast. That is the difference between these two athletes. But that's the difference between being very successful and being mediocre. Being able to reaccelerate the weight. One, absorb it. Two, reaccelerate it. One, accelerate, decelerate, and reaccelerate. That is what's very important with this French contrast method. So that just kind of gives you an example of how that works. And so I want to show you a video of the French contrast, and then I will explain the nitty gritty of how we do it. So this athlete here is Jay Liggins, former um, Philadelphia Eagles corner, was able to uh, play there during that year, played in the preseason, ended up getting cut, and now he's going to the CFL. Um, We are training him right now, and we're actually working on this French contrast method. So here's this for you. Um, It's going to go very quickly. So I'll kind of explain what we're doing. He's doing heavy, heavy deadlift at over 85%. For Jay, this was just for the video. So we went about 85. It wasn't his heaviest, um, but we have to do the heavy compound movement over 85%. This could be, it has to be multi-joint, but this could be squat, bench, um, deadlift, whatever it is, heavy compound movement. Think of these as your primal movements. Okay. All your big ones. It could be to hang clean to a push press. Whatever you want, we just use the deadlift. So we did his deadlift over 85%. Then he goes straight to a body weight plyometric. This is very important. We have to go to a body weight plyometric to elicit max velocity, max jump height, max displacement of center of mass. So we went into hurdle hops. So he's just bouncing over hurdles, just like you see Gunthor do touch and go heels never touch the ground he's just producing force and reabsorbing it then we go into our weighted plyometric so this can be anywhere from 20 to 30 percent um, you don't want it very heavy jay had 20s when he was doing box jumps so he did continuous box jumps with 20 pound dumbbells in each hand going as fast as he can producing as much force as he can obviously the displacement of our center of mass is going to be less than our hurdle hops and that's what we want And then we get into our accelerated plyo. 
our accelerated ones use the elastic energy of the bands to produce more displacement of center of mass, thus increasing the velocities that are seen through the joint chains. Okay. So here's the video of Jay doing so, and you can kind of see that progression as I explained it. So we're at the deadlift, heavy compound movement over 85. He jogs over. Now in hurdle hops, max velocity, max displacement of that center of mass. Jay's got freaking bunnies, peeps. Then we go into our weighted box jump. Those are 20s. Now, touch and go. Obviously not as high as the hurdle hops, but the intent is there. That's what we want. It's all about the intent of how much weight you're moving, not about how much weight you're moving. Then he jogs straight over to our accelerated jumps. I really like this setup. This, this band is going to allow you to get a lot higher, increasing the forces going through the knees, through the ankles, through the hips. And that is the French contrast method. So that is a great example. Jay did a very good job of explaining and showing us that French contrast method. So very basically, 85 to 100% heavy, heavy movement, straight to body weight plyometrics. Go to your hurdle hops, whatever you want on that end. Then you go into your weighted plyometric, very lightly weighted, but weighted. Then your accelerated plyo. So very basically, this is what we're talking about, increasing more force in minimal amount of time. If you are in a one-on-one -on -one matchup, it's wide receiver versus corner, running back versus linebacker. If I'm able, if you take away all other 10 people, if I'm able to produce force, reduce force, and reproduce it faster than the other individual, nine times out of 10, I'm going to win that matchup. Nine times out of 10. This is why it's important. It's not just some fluffy training method. It's very, very important to increased athleticism, to increased performance. And so this gets us a little bit into like just the importance of the foot. And we've had podcasts about this. Listen to um, what, 10 episodes back on Next Level Radio. And um, but this this shows us the importance of our feet and being able to increase the rigidity of our feet to act as a natural spring. And so this is why we go barefoot. This is why we do vans or converse or minimalist shoes to increase the surface area of that foot increase the longitudinal and the transverse arch of the foot and allow the feet to be that natural spring. So this is what we do. This is the French contrast method. Half questions, reach out. If you like the video, smash the subscribe button. If you don't like the video, smash the subscribe button. Leave me a real shitty review. I'm good with it. So that is Next Level Radio explaining the French contrast method. Please reach out, leave us a review. If you guys have questions, ask away. We will see you next week on Next Level Radio.